It's season six of the Oroch Digital How to Make a Video Game Podcast. In this episode, we're talking Steam Tabletop Fest. Working on for a while, very exciting. Oroch is organizing it alongside Steam. So that means that there should be less tech problems on the day, which is always good. Like you think you've got everything ready, but then look at the ingredient list and you're like, oh, I actually haven't got my vanilla essence. And you have to go and buy your vanilla essence. And then it all starts coming together. In, in my head, I've got this idea that Thomas on speed dial just called up Gabe Newell. I was like, look, Gabe, I've got this great idea for this thing. <laughs> yeah, that, um, what do you think? That's totally how it happened. Jim, Matt, I remember a time. I feel like I need to burst into song or something. <laughs> Do you remember? Um, I remember a time, uh, a life, a world um, before COVID, and it feels like such a long time ago. Yeah, I get that. If I watch like films or TV, and there's like a crowd scene or people like in a in a cinema or something, it just looks wrong now. I'm like, oh, the world has changed so much. That's it, isn't it? It does look wrong. The second you see anyone, uh, any gatherings, you know, more than than six or whatever the the official number is now, um, it's like, what guys, what are you doing? That's so naughty. But we at Oroch have uh, been pushing onwards and adapting really well, actually. I'm really amazed and I'm proud of what we've achieved. Um, But yeah, I'm really proud and um, impressed at Oroch. We've managed to keep going really getting close together as a team and supporting each other, working really hard and still producing the same quality of work and games um, as, as before when we were all able to be together in the office. We've worked very hard and yeah, it's been really awesome to see. And I, th- I think that's the key word there that we're, we're proud and to, to second that with, of course, the huge news that we're celebrating 10 years this year. 10 years (laughs) but that's that is mega news and you know we could easily go on and on and on about how you know the challenges that have come with with lockdown all the rest of it we're not going to do that we're going to talk about the you know the the hugely positive thing that we've managed to do as a studio making games for 10 years really meaningful games and just trying to do good in the world and make some just yeah awesome fun games that are teaching people as well and just think looking back at how far the company's come because I've only been here just around a year now. Um, yeah, it's just awesome and awesome that they've Oryx made this milestone and we're celebrating behind the scenes. We'll have a, it's coming after this episode is out, we'll be having a big celebration. Mm-hmm. Um, so keep an eye out for all those things. Yeah. And there ain't no pandemic that's going to stop us from celebrating 10 years of making them video games. Nothing's going to stop me eating cake on stream, playing the games, <laughs> <laughs> wearing a hat. <laughs> so of course, yeah. So, just touching on that lightly, you know, we've we've had to kind of adapt and uh, improvise somewhat with how we'd normally record. Normally, we'd love to be in the room together, sipping on a tea, talking games, talking space stuff, and all the other bits that come with with the pod. We'd love to be in a room doing that. Um, being able to manage the environment is 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 certainly from my point of view something that is preferable. So we've had to kind of adapt and use other means and platforms by which to keep the pod going. But it's strange now because I remember when season uh, what we know season six season yeah six. season six. Like when season five came out, I think we had just finished recording and then the pandemic kind of hit. And then yeah, we of course started yeah. to, to to feed the episodes out when the lockdown had then occurred. So it all kind of just felt really out of whack. On a positive spin, you know, video games to many, not just us, but almost globally have become so, so important to anyone within their local lockdown or national lockdown or whatnot. How have you managed? Like, what games have you been playing to keep yourself kind of fresh and happy? 
Um, so I didn't get on the um, Animal Crossing hype. It's not quite my game, but a lot of my friends did, and it really created a lovely, uh, comforting safe space so they could spend time and spend time together go visit each other's islands which is really nice and then mm. now very recently the same group of friends we've all been playing a lot of among us you know stabbing each other in the back lying betrayal <laughs> it's been a really good way to like hang out remember you know how much we got on jackbox this was really good playing like pictionary type games and really laughing played some like detective type novel games tangle tower stuff like that over discord with my mum and my niece and my family so we all solved the mystery together so I, it's been a wonderful way for me to connect connect with friends and family who i can't see in person because they're too far away yeah. so uh, i've really that's been wonderful what about you no, that's, that's really sweet to hear. I mean, for me, I, I gave myself one objective, you know, when it became very apparent that, um, okay, going to be spending a lot more time at home and whatnot. Um, the evenings became a bit of a mission for me. I was like, I was looking at my games, mostly uh, PlayStation four games thinking, right, I've got at least 12 to 15 games there that are either untouched, still in their wrapper, um, or are partially completed. So I'm going to be on a mission to complete these things. And, I think I said that to myself probably around about May, April, May. Uh, of course, we're recording this in, in almost October. Um, and I think I've completed about five. That's good going. That's that good is going. pretty good going. One of them being uh, the remake of Final Fantasy VII, which was excellent. I had a really, oh, yeah. really and great time with that. And I, I was nervous about that because I'm also, as I'm speaking, I'm looking at my original 97 PC box of the original. And... Um, when that came out, I was like, oh, come on, please don't suck, please don't suck, please don't suck. You know, and I'd seen the demo, played the demo, I was very excited. Um, and I, I actually really, really like um, the spin they've put on it. It isn't just like copy-paste. Yeah. They've given players more opportunity to explore Midgard. There's, there's more to learn about the characters. It's absolutely right that there is a lot of fluff in there. There's a lot of filler in terms of side quests and stuff, which I didn't, I didn't really kind of partake in an awful lot. I was like, story, 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 story. Got to get the Sephiroth. Got to, got to teach this guy a lesson. And um, and I absolutely loved what they did with it. So I'm totally psyched for the for the inevitable sequel uh, and the next part in in that remake. So that was really, really, really cool. Yeah, so video games keeping us all going, keeping us all keeping connected, us all going. and obviously <laughs> keeping us in the job, which we really appreciate. That's <laughs> <laughs> always good. Uh, it's true. Yeah. So thanks another, for, for <laughs> buying all them games. <laughs> but another benefit, I'd say, uh, you got to look for the silver linings of COVID. Is we really tried with this season to get um, lots of guests on and interesting other viewpoints and experts, so we can look at things. And um, that's actually something because it's forced our pod to go fully online. We've been able to get some really awesome guests on for the season from you know all over the world, all different um, areas of expertise. So really excited about those episodes. Um, to share with everyone totally totally so today gem we are the the content the bulk the main chunk of what we're talking about today uh is the digital tabletop fest yeah so digital tabletop fest um with that's been the brainchild of tom and he's brought in our awesome new marketing team member ali he's been working on that together very closely and digital tabletop fest is uh, a celebration of games um all things digital and tabletop but looking at the games that sort of sit between these two areas, so games that either are a digital version of a tabletop game, um, they have experiences that cross from digital to tabletop, or they've inspired a tabletop game, so like Mars Horizon, for example, mm. um, or that they have a very strong tabletop aesthetic. Because there's a lot of games that sit around these two mediums, but in you know many different many different ways and forms. So yeah, the the festival is to celebrate that. Lots of talks and awesome stuff going on. 
Nice. I couldn't have put it better myself. In fact, I, I couldn't. That's why we always get used to <laughs> Nice. Well, let's hit it. 10 years! <laughs> So crowbar, um, it feels like a, a while since I've referred to you as crowbar, actually. Um, I know, we're not consistent fine. with our naming, are we? My no, no, I know, we've got these, these absolutely amazing um, kick arse nicknames and we just don't use them enough. But anyway, I'm not even going to bother trying to be the expert on explaining the importance and, and whatnot of uh, the Digital Tabletop Fest that we're going to be talking about today, because I'm going to leave that to Thomas and Ali. Guys, hi. Welcome to the podcast. Hello. Hello. Yes, <laughs> great to be with you. Um, Jem, hit us off. Hit us off. Digital Tabletop Fest. What is it? So this is an event we've been working on for a while. Very exciting. Oroch is organising it alongside Steam. Um, so defining it as games that are either um, digital versions of tabletop games, um, an experience that crosses from digital to tabletop, games that have inspired tabletop games, or games that have a very strong tabletop aesthetic. So there's, uh, it's, it's hard to tie it down to like one thing because it's really cool the way that these two um, mediums like interact in all different ways. So we've sort of like come together with this description, which just captures all of the magical tabletop experiences you can have digitally, which is more important than ever right now. So Totally, totally. So you now in my mind, um, in, in my head, I've got this idea that Thomas on speed dial just called up Gabe Newell. I was like, look, Gabe, I've got this great idea for this thing. <laughs> Yeah, um, what do you think? That's totally how it happened. Yeah, I, I, I mean, interesting. So, in, in the kind of recent COVID times, um, lots of games, conferences, events, and they're still that they've all shifted to online. So, what happens at these events now is you you sort of you, you go to an event, and there'll be a bunch of people there, and you can kind of do a meeting request. And if they take the meeting request, then you get to meet with them. And it happens the other way: you you get meeting requests if you want to meet with them. You do. So at an event a few months back, um, a digital sort of biz dev event, uh, there was somebody from Steam there and um, I put in a kind of, you know, meeting request, uh, had a chat with them and basically pitched them this idea and said like, you know, and this is something that personally I've been wanting to for a long time, um, is is some kind of an event that focuses on, yeah, digital tabletop. So games that 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 sit in that interesting space between digital and physical. and And to me, that's everything from, straightforward digital port of a game so obviously our um chains of warrior or ogres are that uh games are that games that are more inspired by the physical version so draw elements of it in so again our uh, dark future and Atom cthulhu tactics are definitely in that category but then there's also games that um maybe uh have a real aesthetic about them that feels like a tabletop game even though it's actually not so uh cards spelt with a k there's a good example of that slay the spire is a good example of that i love slay the spire yeah it's great both great games and he then then there's also games that sit in i, I think so i mean this is kind of less covered by it but i think there's an interesting emergent area of of games that are kind of physically trying to draw on both and the first one of those that i played is probably playstation had this thing called um the a game called Eye of Judgment, which was played using the eye, eye toy camera, where you kind of have a physical mat that you put cards on, and then on the screen you saw the sort of cards come to life in this kind of AR thing. I mean, this was like a decade ago playing that. But obviously, there's a bunch of technologies around like that, and then there's also virtualized tabletop games, and you know, on Steam, things like Tabletop Simulator and 
uh, games like and there's Tabletopia and there's a couple of others come under that category. So where it's sort of like a physical game, but you're playing it in a virtual way. And that obviously ties into VR and AR and all these sort of emerging technologies. So I, I think the whole area is really interesting. And, you know, why why I've got an interest in it is just as a as somebody who really enjoys video games and someone who really enjoys board games, I naturally enjoy when the two come together. So for me, it's just I really like games that do this. And it just happens that, oh, there's a sort of emerging thing that we can, uh, like a like a, a subgenre that we can notice and apply and, and look at. And, and again, you know, we, we've included in this also games that maybe have physical versions made of them. Um, you know, and you've seen this with something like XCOM, and then they made an XCOM board game, which is very good. Very we've good. done it with Mars Horizon, and we did a Mars Horizon board game. And they also kind of have their own interesting story that ties them back to that connection. So all of that stuff wrapped up is what I'm interested in looking at here and the creators and people across the spectrum from those predominantly on physical to those predominantly on digital to those who work like us who work in both. So yeah, really, it's a really exciting event and it's been a real pleasure to um, work with, with Ali and with Steam to sort of put this thing together. As far as um, events go with, with Steam, I mean, of course, Steam are such a huge, huge enterprise and whatnot. Um, Clearly, they're, they're quite supportive of these sorts of ideas. Because for me, I, th- I think pitching such an idea to such a huge organization like that, um, that's amazing to me, even just getting through the first the first door or the first getting over the first hurdle. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I would say, and, you know, Steam, I would say Steam have always been very experimental, like ever since they've been around, you know, Valve, should we say, have always been experimental. You know, I remember when Steam launched, Lots of people didn't like it and it was, you know, railed against. And then over time, it's become the de facto standard for PC games. Uh, And I think for me, this shows their continuing experimentation. You know, they've been experimenting with the shop. They've been experimenting the Steam Labs, if you you Google that, which shows you some of the experiments they're doing. You know, yeah, they're, they're a major player in the games industry. There's no doubt about that. Um, But, but they, they've always done their kind of, they've always kind of done their own thing. So, for us, this working with Steam is really interesting, and I bet they're getting their own, not just the event itself, but they must be getting their own experiments about how these sort of events work. And this event, from my understanding, will be quite different to previous events that Steam have done because actually we're curating a we're curating a bunch of events as part of that, and and so that curation, that that kind of advanced curation, and actually being able to announce in advance what we're doing with some of it. Is, is actually a bit different to them. And also we're going to be not just having streams of Let's Plays, but we're going to be having panels which Steam has had on before, but also talks. So, so yeah, there's some, there's, some, there's some new things going on with what we're doing here. That's pretty interesting. Yeah, and it was um, part of the idea behind this was with the physical events not being able to be around, but the thing, what, you know, what do we love about those events? You know, talking to the devs about how they made the games and listening to yeah, the panels, people are discussing this. So it's really exciting to be able to bring that to a digital space. Um, but, you know, we can't have them physically right now, but this is something we can do. And it's really awesome to, you know, and then it also stops people who weren't able to travel to the event, stops them, you know, not being able to see what's going on so they can still enjoy it as well. Yeah, I think there's something very something a bit more accessible about these kind of digital events that you know uh, and and we've modeled it a bit off physical board game events you know things like uk games expo dragon me um uh, obviously Essen spielfest uh so it's kind of like i wanted that sense of it because none of those are happening now 
Um, but yeah, the big thing about it is you don't need to travel to a place and go into a place, which even if there wasn't a COVID, isn't necessarily open to everybody anyway. Uh, and the good thing about this is you can just go along and join in. One of, one of the kind of challenges we've had with it as well, really, is to is to work out the tech side of it, which has been uh, a lot of fun. And that's really been your area, Ali. Yeah. Yes, it has been my area. It's been it's been interesting figuring it out and realizing what Steam's capabilities are and knowing what we can do and what we can't do and how easy things will be and figuring out how to do it all. But the good thing is that um, all of them are going to be pre-recorded. So that means that there should be less tech problems on the day, which is always good. And also, if you miss it, the VOD will be readily available like immediately to be able to be watched. And instead of chatting to people while they're chatting back to you with their mouths, they'll be able to chat back to you with their hands in the chat. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So hopefully your questions will have less chance of getting missed. And it will just be a lot nicer to be able to see everything going on. Um, And it will also be better for when you watch it back, you won't have random questions being answered while people are in the swing of talking about something. So, yeah, I think it's a really interesting event. And I... I've tried to get into like actual board games and tabletop games, but my partner just isn't into it. So we just haven't. So I think this will be really nice for people like him and me to be able to get involved with um, these kind of games, but on a platform that we're like used to using and recognize and are comfortable with. So it's going to be really interesting for people who have like little, little to no interest in this kind of stuff, realizing that, Maybe they have more of an interest in it than they thought. Yeah, yeah, it's hard to get all your friends in the same place around a large table in real life sometimes. We don't even yeah. have a table in our flat. We eat on the sofa. So this is the uh, the tabletop simulator I've always needed. <laughs> well, the, the, I think the other thing with the, the, the tech side of it has been done. I mean, well, you, you do streaming, Ali. I mean, how, how hard is it when, you know, you're, you're actually playing a game and talking somebody to then look at a chat and figure out a question and actually reply to it? Yeah, so very difficult. It turns out that I probably play games at about half speed when I stream them. Um, it takes me so long to do the simplest of things. If it's a game that I'm confident with and know how to play and have played before, it still takes me ages to do anything. I, I just, It's just difficult. Trying to balance it all. I, you spend a lot of time on start screens if there's a lot going on as well, like pause screens, because you don't want to get killed while you're answering a question in the chat. So it's, yeah, it's a, it's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. Um, it makes but it a lot be, more sense to have it pre-recorded, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it does make a whole lot more sense to have it pre-recorded. And the amount of tech problems that I have with my streams, even though I play like very simple, like the same games, I played two of the same games every week, but that still doesn't stop me from having tech problems on those days. Like <laughs> sometimes my computer just decides that it wants to do something completely different to last week <laughs> and does not work. The so, <laughs> oh, I love technology. I love it well, so we- much. We'd also had, like, I think I was getting worried into running because as we were curating it together and there's lots of different partners in all different time zones, all different parts of the world, We, I was getting a bit worried about the ability to get people to come on and off the streams at the right times um, so that you had this kind of continuity of it. I like, you know, it was so, so when we moved to that tech solution of pre-recording everything, but broadcasting it at that time. So it will be the first time anyone's seen it, apart from the people involved in it, will be when it goes up. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it just made the sense of the, the scale of what we were trying to do much more achievable. Um, so, yeah, that, I mean, that, that's pretty cool. But the, the other thing I guess I'm very excited about is really the kind of lineup that we've got. And we, we can't at this stage, 
it depends when this podcast goes out, talk about everything because we're still, you know, we're still discussing with some people finalizing exactly what they're going to be doing and everything. But again, the, the spirit of the event was that we wanted, we wanted these kind of like curated streams that are part of it to be more than just here's somebody streaming the game because you can kind of get that any time of day. I mean, admittedly, you know, we're getting some really interesting people streaming a game, but we kind of wanted a bit more. We wanted each of their streams to bring a bit more to the table than just that. Um, so for me, like, you know, some of the stuff that we, we sort of highlighted in, in what we've announced now is, so we've, you know, we, we've got um, Plague Inc. Evolved, which is a great digital tabletop one because there's, a, there's, the, there's the game itself, there's a board game version of Plague Inc., which is really good too. And so there's a digital and physical version, but also within the digital version of Plague Inc. Evolved, there's a board game scenario where you play. So rather than infecting the world with a virus, you're infecting the world with a really addictive board game that everybody wants to play. And so they're going to kind of play that and talk about the digital and the physical game and how that scenario of essentially like a board game tycoony thing within Plague Inc. came out and, you know, how it works and all that. We've got some of the biggest board game, digital board gamey things sort of going to be part of it. So, for example, uh, there's going to be a Gloom, Gloomhaven stream, which will be really exciting. Um, there's going to be uh, Other Side, which is a tactical blending, uh, tactical RPG with sort of story, art, unique lore, challenging tactical gameplay. And it's got that real, uh, again, that sort of aesthetic sense of a board game. Um, that's going to be really exciting. We've got... Uh, we've got a bunch of guests as well. So within that, that side of it, like, again, I wanted, you know, it'd be great. Again, like you go to a conference or an event, you know, you, you kind of, it's always nice to hear from the key people in that industry or, or notable people there. And so, you know, through our connections, been reaching out to a whole bunch of people and, you know, really happy to say that we're going to have Sandy Peterson, who, um, great example of this of somebody who spans digital and physical so he was the original designer of the call of cthulhu role-playing game he's worked on really famous games like quake and more recently he's been you know noted for the really fantastic cthulhu wars game physical game we've got steve jackson who obviously we ported ogre um but steve jackson you know is a game design legend munchkin car wars zombie dice illuminati i mean so many great games uh, we've got Ian Livingstone, so obviously co-founder of Games Workshop uh, and Fighting Fantasy. He's a chairman of the Sumo Group. So again, somebody whose career spans and really exemplifies this idea of digital and physical, having been involved in both. We've also got um, Elizabeth Hargraves, and she's the designer of the massively hit game Wingspan, uh, and she's going to be joining the digital developers of that Monster Couch to kind of play through the, the game and talk about how it all works. I also spoke to a couple of people who are participating in some of our panels as well. So um, I asked them what they're hoping to get from this and what they're doing in the event. So uh, let's listen to that. Um, hi there. My name's Roby Jenkins. I am a director, sole employer, principal, Sorry, sole employee, principal designer, and all-round dog's body for Precinct Omega Publishing, which is an independent tabletop miniatures game design consultancy. The best place to find us actually is on wargamevault.com and search for Precinct Omega there and you'll see all of our current products. My name's Helen Carmichael and I'm a game designer with Graylian Games and we make card games. 
so um, I work at Asmode Digital for uh, four years now. I'm in charge of all the marketing operations. And uh, my main role is to uh, develop stronger partnership with uh, platforms like Steam, uh, because we have uh, enlarged and uh, maximized our digital board games catalog year after year. So for us, Steam is the, 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 the best platform uh, for, all, for all strategy board games. Uh, I am also in charge of board management on several games like uh, Ticket to Ride, uh, the evergreen game of Asmodi. Wonderful. And um, why did you want to get involved with Digital Tabletop Fest? Well, I mean, what a fantastic opportunity to sit around the table with people in a range of small to medium-sized development agencies that are doing some really incredible things with the concept of, of war games and to to learn from them and to get some insight into their experience and perhaps to feed back some ideas from my own experience that, that could help influence what they do in the future. We said yes to the event because over recent years, um, we've been innovators in solitaire games for PC. Um, and I got involved in making this type of game with our romantic narrative-focused game, which is called Regency Solitaire. Um, but since we did that, we've been kind of pushing the genre in different directions especially with our turn-based solitaire games like Shadowhand and Ancient Enemy. So, yeah, I just thought this was a really interesting event and other studios have been doing interesting things with card games in recent years as well. And it's a great opportunity to talk about that and have more people take a look at the genre, really. Uh, because first of all, uh, Asmode is, a, is the worldwide leader on the board game, on the physical board game. And then uh, we started to uh, publish digital board game in 2011 with uh, the first digital board game, Ticket Ride. So this is really a legacy that we have uh, at Asmode Digital. And that's why we, we are really involved uh, in the category of digital board game. And especially the Digital Tabletop Fest is the best way to highlight this category uh, and also to let uh, players to discovering the, the board games and the strategy board games. Lovely. And what are you going to be doing in the event? Well, I've been asked to moderate, so uh, I'm going to try to make sure the power doesn't go to my head. Um, but, but my job is to make sure that we've got some engaging questions for the panel to answer, um, to make sure that everybody has some input and has their say, um, and to make sure that nobody goes on too long so that everybody gets something out of it and the listeners don't get bored. Well, uh, first of all, we've added three of our games to the festival um, with a nice discount for anybody who wants to try them out. But I'm also hosting a panel with some other card game developers. Uh, there's some really great guests and um, they've taken card play in a number of different directions and I think it's going to be really interesting. Uh, so we have our major uh, game, uh, Gloomhaven. Uh, this game is in early access uh, and we have some regular new contents on this game. So we will do a let's play with the with the physical and the um, digital developers of the game. Uh, the the main uh, talking points will be around the new updates that we released in September. The, so this is the co-op uh, online mode. So this this is really popular among all the players right now. So we would like to to uh, to show uh, how to use the, this new mode for the players thanks to the digital developers and also this will be a nice opportunity to uh, tease 
uh, about uh, a new content of the game, so the, the chapter three. Uh, we, we will have some new, new biome, new uh, characters. So we will tease some arts. Uh, so this will be a surprise for all the players. This is also the opportunity to talk about the digital adaptation uh, of this uh, complex game because it is this is really a, a game with a strong mechanism of game so this is quite this was quite difficult to to adapt uh, this game on the screen and this will be the, the opportunity to talk about all the um, the new design of the characters all the new emotions that we that we add uh, on on the illustrations uh, all the new like the artistic direction that we develop uh, with the with the studio fantasy uh, sorry um, flaming fall flaming fall studios in charge of the game development lovely and what do you hope will be the outcome of digital tabletop fest this is this is the really exciting part i think um what i would hope to see is is some new ideas emerge from the discussion about about the relationship between the the digital and the tabletop war games world, not just on the design side, but on the people, the populations, the philosophies, and and what we can learn from each other, as well as how we can maybe start to unpack the potential for future collaborations between those two sides of the war games design world. Well, we just hope that more people are going to look at and try out card games, in our case on Steam. Um, there are more to choose from than ever, and all, do, all sorts of different games, cute games, games with strong historical or cultural themes, turn-based combat strategy. Um, it's just really worth checking out. Uh, so for us, this will be a, a nice way to let uh, new gamers uh, discovering um, how the board games, digital board games, um, are very, uh, you know, have a strong replay replayability. Um, if they like uh, uh, complexity, challenges, but also uh, a nice way also to test some new mechanism, uh, a new game genre, I think this will be a, a nice outcome for all the, the, the digital board games and especially like on game Gloomhaven. But also we have some more family games uh, that we let players play together, playing together online with friends and family. And I think also it's a nice way to let people discovering that digital board games have also physical adaptation. So I think this would be a, a nice way for these people to, uh, to, to, to discover that. And then something else I'm really proud of that we've got is a uh, author and New Yorker writer, a guy called Simon Parkin. And uh, he wrote a book called uh, A Game of Birds and Wolves. And this is all about um, a board game that was essentially developed to help win World War II. Uh, and I think that's something that if you play games and people say, oh, a game doesn't matter, what, what's the point in games? You can say, well, a game helped win the Second World War. You know, that's your slam down. That's your like, <laughs> you know, we're, we're going to win this debate. Um, yeah, it's, it's a really brilliant book. And the book is about how um, at the height of the Battle of the Atlantic, which is when they're bringing convoy, the US convoys of supplies and materials and food over to the UK and the and the Nazis were, you know, had U-boats hunting in the seas trying to sink those convoys. And their plan was to basically starve Britain out of the war. And for a while it was going really badly. 
Uh, and, and not only were we not getting supplies and materials and everything like that, but obviously loads of sailors are dying in the seas, uh, which is a really terrible fate, drowning in the sort of cold Atlantic seas. Um, and they tactically they were losing. They, they were doing the wrong thing. And they and how do you, how do you figure out how to do the right thing when you make a wrong tactical decision? People die. Uh, so they came up with this idea of board gaming it out, of building these simulation games where people would be U-boat commanders or people would be um, convoy, you know, uh, warship commanders in the convoys and try and figure out the best tactics. And I think what was really interesting is this. There was a lot of people who naysayed this idea. Well, I don't think that will necessarily work. Uh, but the predominant um, uh, people who ran this were, were a group of wrens, which were the, the, the female volunteers who, who staffed a whole bunch of really essential services during, in, during the war. So again, another area where often women are written out of history. This was a really crucial role they played in putting together and running this game for all of these um, uh, warship commanders. And then eventually they figured out tactical stuff and then they taught these tactical methods to the, the, the Navy. And then the Navy started deploying these and they worked. And slowly through that combination of the, the tactical insights from the board game, the training from the board game, and of course the, you know, the, the hard work and the, the courage of people actually on these ships, the, you know, the, the Navy, the merchant seamen, uh, and all the various people involved at all ends of that, they turn the tide in the Battle of the Atlantic. So yeah, that's going to be a really interesting talk. That's something that I'm really looking forward to. And then of course, um, we've got, you know, some of our own stuff's going to be in there. We've got a special dark future, um, stream, which, uh, in fact, we're midway working through. How's that coming on, Ali? Cause I'm very yes. excited about that. Coming along really well. It's looking good. Um, it's because it's obviously ours. Um, it's going to be quite a highly nicely edited um, stream where we're playing the game. Um, well, I'm playing the game um, pretty bad. Well, no, I would say no, pretty, really well. I, I, I did all right. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, you, you, were, you were doing excellently. Yeah, thank game. you. Well, high had, praise from Tom. He's been playing had, this game a long time. <laughs> I had a good teacher. That's why. Yes. Um, yeah. In my my practice runs before we recorded that stream did not go as smoothly as the actual one that was recorded. So that's that's a good way around for that to work. But yeah, no, it's coming along really nicely. Um, it's going to be cut together with bits of the board game as well, which Tom has kindly filmed for us. So it's coming together really nicely, and it should be quite um an entertaining and um educational educational yeah entertaining and educational kind uh, educational of in a board game history sense not in yeah. a, like we're going to teach you you know <laughs> algebra or something like that oh yeah there's no algebra not this not this yeah. one this one doesn't no. have algebra um yeah we, we've also we're also going to have some mars horizon content in there we're going to be doing a, a mars horizon stream that also looks at the the board game that emerged out of the digital game that's going to be exciting we're putting together a panel on Mars themed games. Uh, and so we're going to be joined um, by a ho whole host of guests on that, uh, both from the gaming world and from the science space agency world. That's going to be very cool. Uh, and then, yeah, there's a whole bunch of other stuff, which I can't yet say, but we will be, which depends when this podcast going out, but you know, maybe this will feel a bit like, oh yeah, we know all that by the time this goes out, but yeah, it's, it's, it's super exciting and we're really looking forward I'm really looking forward to the event um, running. A little bit nervous because there's a lot coming together for it. Uh, I, I don't know. How are you feeling about it, Ali? I mean, I'm, I'm excited, but also a little trepidatious. Oh, yeah. No, I'm I'm very nervous about it. But it's cool. It's coming together slowly. Like, it's coming together quickly in places and then coming together slowly in others. But I think when it comes together, it's going to be a lovely-looking 
thing and it should be really nice it's going to be like you know when you like bake a cake and you haven't got all the ingredients with you right then that's what this is a bit like now like you think you've got everything ready but then look at the ingredient list and you're like oh i actually haven't got my vanilla essence and then you have to go and buy your vanilla essence and then it all starts coming together that's yeah. my analogy of it. It's going to be a beautiful cake at the end of it. I'm excited. It's going to be a lovely it's cake. Slice of these live streams. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be immensely disappointed if, uh, if and when some Oric Digital faces slash voices make an appearance in the fest that they don't name drop vanilla essence into their explainer <laughs> parts. That'd be my saying. <laughs> Every time that happens, I think they should they should get a quid or something. <laughs> I don't know. It'd be amazing. <laughs> I just want a slice of cake. That'll do me. <laughs> so how can people go about getting involved in the in the fest well um if you're not already signed up to one of auroc digital's various socials so um you know our twitter our facebook um our mailing list is uh, definitely sign up to those because we'll be putting updates out that but also we'll pop a we'll pop a link basically if you go to um steam i've got i've got a page up now for Tabletop Fest, um, which has got some details and some more information. And, and I believe uh, at the time of recording is also due to have a kind of remind me thing where it will kind of inform you about stuff. Um, so we'll pop that link in there as well. But, that, but that's the great thing about this is you, all you need to do is go to Steam on, on the day to join in, mm-hmm. you know, and then that because of the the fact that the um, what we're planning on doing is, you know, the the the, the premiere of each of the streams will be at the, there'll be a big schedule of all the, all the events and the premiere of it will be at that. If you turn up to when there's the premiere of it, you'll be able to join in the chat. And, and, and I think in almost all the cases, the developers or, or the various guests who were part of that stream will be on there then live to chat with you. Um, that, and we'll certainly be around throughout it. I, I anticipate not getting a huge amount of sleep for those those three days when we're Sleep's overrated. We'll be in the Discord having a good old chat, so come join us yeah. there as well. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. And uh, cake with vanilla essence, obviously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Isn't there, a, isn't there a cake? There's a cake that used to be. There's a thing called Gamer Bake. Yeah, they eat, they rate cakes and games at the same time, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if it's still going. It's a delicious podcast. <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah. Well, this is it. You know, in our podcast, if as we're often, you know, going into geekery about things we're really into, maybe there should be a kind of a, a cake podcast where we just have our cake and eat it. Yeah. I mean, if I can claim expense cakes, I'm 100% down for this one. <laughs> <laughs> Vegan cakes are expensive. <laughs> um, just yeah. on the topic of um, of events uh, themselves, really, Tom, what would you say this means for uh, events moving forward, like post post COVID, if and when that eventually does happen? Um, of um, course, you know the, the talks are recorded and they are posted um, retrospectively anyway. Um, but like, what does an idea like this mean for the organisation of an event moving forward? Will it will will things kind of evolve? Do you think? Um, I, I, yeah, I mean, this is getting to that speculation, like what will COVID do to the games industry? I mean, there's been no doubt that COVID, uh, that games have been a very positive force throughout the whole crisis. Um, you know, lots of people are using games as a distraction. They're using games as a, as entertainment during it. They're using games to take their mind off things. They're using games to keep their kids busy so that they can get on with other work that they've got to do. Uh, but also, like people are using games to connect with each other, to to meet up with friends that they can't meet in real life because of this. So I, I, th- I think games have really come into their own in, in this crisis and shown to be a really positive cultural force for humanity. Uh, and there's a kind of big top level statement. But like 
moving forward, I think a lot more things are going to go more virtually than we thought. Um, you know, I, th I think there will be a lasting impact of this. I mean, you know, we've seen this in the game side of it. When I envisaged Digital Tabletop Fest initially, and this was years ago, I did see it as a sort of physical event. Like that was because that was just the default I thought about. Now, you know, when, when all this stuff happened and, you know, I pitched this event Steam, that, that was me rethinking it. Well, actually, if the event itself is partly vir about virtualized spaces of play, what's the point in making that physical? Like there might be a point at some point where you want to get together and talk about it, but actually isn't there, an, isn't there something that speaks to the form we're talking about here that actually it's virtual. And then when you, as we discussed, you start thinking about the accessibility within that, that it's just much more accessible to people. It's cheaper to go to because, you know, if you're going to go to a big games event, like physical or digital games event, like an EGX or something, which are great fun and I do miss going to them, but they're not cheap. You know, you, if, if you live near it, fine. But if you don't, you've got to travel there. It might mean hotels, might mean staying over. And especially if you're somebody who has difficulties with, you face challenges with getting there, either through physical or psychological things that get in the way of that, then that might make that really inaccessible to you. Whereas this, I think these digital and virtual events, sure, that there's some things they, they, they feel differently to real world events. But there's other things that, that make them actually quite positive for that. And I think with this event, that, that openness of the event, that anyone can just join in. You can just come along, watch the event, join in the chat and get to chat with, you know, the developers, the creators, the, the guests directly. I think there's something really powerful about that. And I'm really looking forward to seeing how that plays out. Boom. Which was a very long-winded answer to a simple question. <laughs> I was just thinking, what, what a beautifully poetic way to end the episode. That's amazing. Um, well, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I do do want to just say a big thank you to Ali who came on, uh, joined us recently, and has like literally come in and dropped in at the deep end of this event, um, and has been doing fantastic work on incredibly good work. Yeah, so many different sides of what we're doing. Uh, so you know, I, I'm, I'm, and and again, you know, we've got a great team with other people at Oroc, uh, and and the amazing people at Steam who've been fantastic you know, really, really supportive with, with, with this whole thing. So, you know, I do want to sort of say a big thank you to Ali and all the people at Steam um, for this. And of course, all the various other partners that we've got in it, the, the other development studios and publishers and guests and everything like that. It's, it's very exciting. Yeah, they're like a million moving parts, but Ali is juggling them all really well. So great work. <laughs> it's been fun. It's fun. It's good. Are we going to record one after when we're, we're just completely exhausted? <laughs> no, Immediately after. If anyone suggests a digital event, tell them to, to take, take a hike. <laughs> like, remember the other ones? So more importantly than anything else, of course, depending on when you listen to this podcast, when is the event actually happening? So the event itself, um, it launches on October the 21st at Steam time. So that's 9am Seattle time which will be sort of about 5 p.m. in UK time. And then it runs through to the 26th. Um, but the curated events that we're working from will predominantly be the 21st to the 23rd. And on the Steam page, which we mentioned there'll be a link in, that will have the full schedule of, of all of the events and everything like that, which obviously um, which ones are going to be convenient for you depends on the time zone. But as Ali um, mentioned, they'll be available if you miss their their initial inaugural launch on them anyway i remember jem when um when there was a new addition to the marketing team all of a sudden you had gone from one to a department and how did I know, that right? the addition of ali it's so good to have like 
I'm just really excited about working together. We'd worked together before. I'm going to do loads of awesome streams. And yeah, just having like a whole team to bounce things around with. It's just it's very good. I'm already loving it. But even so, with that said as well, with the Digi Tabletop Fest, I'm going to say Digi. I always struggle saying Digi. Yeah, I like that. Digi, the Digi Tabletop Fest. Um, look out for that because this is set to be something utterly, utterly cool. Yeah, um, brand new. Um, and of course, you know, depending on when you listen to this particular episode, you know, the dates might be out, but it's happening. Um, and you can, of course, follow that on all of our feeds, all the feeds, Gem. Yeah, so Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Our Discord's always full of for me and Ali are chatting, so come chat to us in there as well. Um, newsletter, sign up, get all the links there. We're everywhere, so wherever you want to be, that's where we are. So make sure you, you follow us. And also, please um, rate the podcast on Apple. It helps a lot um, with a studio like ours. Yeah, just keep keep an eye on all the awesome stuff we've got going on. Lots of, lots of big things happening. Love a good review. Anyway, I can't say, I can't stress enough how good it is to be back doing the pod. And it's great having this chat with you, talking about games, talking about all these amazing things that we cover in each episode. Mm-hmm. It's great to be back. It's great to be back. Thanks for having me back. Moving forward to an exciting season ahead. You're, you're a major part of the pod. <laughs> you're in. <laughs> See you in the next one. See ya.